Welcome to Spielin' and Dealin', the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. I am Ramin Fergani, the producer and moderator of the podcast, and today we're piecing together a special podcast for you. You're going to hear from all of the coaches who are going to be bringing their players and teams down to South Paulding High School on December the 8th, less than one week away, December the 8th, for what's going to be a great Sportal Showcase, a great night of games. The first head coach we're going to hear from is Gil Davis from South Paulding High School. Take a listen. We are here in Douglasville, Georgia at South Paulding High School, bright and early before school here with Coach Gil Davis. Coach, thank you for having me today. Yes, sir. Thank you for coming. Let's just start off with Sportal Showcase going to be December 8th here in Douglasville at South Paulding High School. Um, how did this partnership come about and what do you envision the future of the Sportal Showcase being? Um, partnership came because of you. Uh, you came to me, you want to potentially have something and uh, that would be a great way to try to continue to make basketball out here in Paulding County something that's bigger. Um, and I, and I, have, I foresee the event going very well, and for the foreseeable future, I think it's going to go really, really well. And you've been at South Paulding High School since school opened, correct? Yes, sir. 2006? Yes, sir. And how have you seen not only the basketball program grow, but the community of South Paulding grow as well? Um, I've definitely seen both grow, from, like you said, from the very beginning. Uh, basketball, you know, from mentioned the Elite Eight uh, a couple years ago. Last year, uh, it was you know some growing pains, inexperienced group, 9-17 finish. What did you learn from your team and as a coach last year, and how do you foresee that helping you out this year and in the future? Um, I learned that, you know, you can't, sometimes you can't coach experience. Um, we were in every game. We played pretty much, lost 12 games by eight or less, just, just didn't finish when it mattered. Um, that's what happens with young groups sometimes. I feel like um, so to speak, is, you know, make sure we finish. I think, you know, that's what we've worked on from February until today, so I, I expect to have a much better season. And learning to win close games separates, you know, good teams from turning into great teams. How do you reinstill that winning culture, and do you think your guys are ready to take that next step and, like you just said, close out games this upcoming season? Um, competing in everything that we do and finishing everything that we do. consist of and who are some guys that you think really took a step forward that you can really rely on this season? We played about 30 some games in the summer. We did really well. Went over 20 and this fall we've lifted for about 8 weeks. So um, a lot of our guys have gotten much stronger and you, you can really tell. So um, you know for, for as far as people that have stepped up, you know some of our guys like Cam Armstrong and uh, people like that, but Shane Gibson, Shemai Shields Ruben Kyles, they've had really really How difficult is it coaching in Region 5, in Class 6A? It's the best region in the state. You have state champion Lynx and Hughes win back-to-back seasons. Tri-Cities is great. You guys are always right up there. Douglas County, a lot of good teams in that region. What's it like having to match wits X and O's and then you're coaching against some of the best Jimmys and Joes in the state? Um, it's very difficult. But um, that's okay. That's what, um, if you're a competitor, that, that's what you want. So, I'm a competitor, so it does, that doesn't really bother me. There's 
because the deal is, if you can make it state out of our region, mm. you're a Sweet 16 to lead 18. Very Every true. year, and that's what that's shown. Mm. Very true. And you're going to have a good test December 8th at the Sportal Showcase noon, kicking off the event against Mundysville, another 6A team, a team, who knows, you never know, potential playoff preview. But December 8th, Coach, we can't thank you enough for hosting the Sportal Showcase here at beautiful South Paulding High School. Coach Gil Davis, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Coach Davis and South Paulding will be taking on Coach Dwight Calloway in Mundy's Mill. Take a listen to what Dwight Calloway had to say. We are here in Jonesboro, Georgia at Mundy's Mill High School. Coach Dwight Calloway here. Coach, thank you for having us. Appreciate it, man. So you've been the head man here since 2016. Before we start talking about uh, the Tigers as a program, how have you grown as a, uh, as a man and a coach since taking over this head job, do you think? Man, I've learned a lot, man, from these guys, man, the community. Uh, just trying to focus these guys, man, you know, affecting academics, affecting in the school, the climate overall. I think I've grown, man, because I've gotten very personal with a lot of these guys, man. That's made me a better person uh, by buying into to what they're trying to do with their lives and them buying into what I'm trying to do. And now in year three, you've gone from nine wins to 15 wins, but still no state playoffs. A triple overtime loss to Tucker ended your season a year ago, but now you still have a huge chunk of your team back from last year. How do you make sure there is no letdown and that you guys are still playing come mid-February this season? Well, you know, uh, to be honest, man, you know, last year was a, was a great year for us. I have to go back to my first year. No returning starters. Uh, two guys who only played varsity for half a year. So if I had a brand new team, which was JV guys, I started five 10 graders in a couple of games. Uh, and from there, uh, I felt like we was getting ready for this. Uh, this coming year, we're having so many seniors. So I think the biggest thing is just keeping the chemistry there, man, keeping the, the desire, the fire, uh, and just trying to keep the pressure, man, on most teams uh, and, and play how we want to play, not letting other teams dictate how we're supposed to play, which has happened in the past. Because uh, last year we actually lost four games by two two points or less. Uh, and we lost a double overtime game to Tucker and a triple overtime. So we could have very well been 18, 19 wins last year. And, and your Twitter handle is what? 32 Minutes of Havoc, 32 right? 32 Minutes of Havoc. Tell us what that means. What does that mean? <laughs> well, man, I'm, a, I'm an old country boy, man. I'm not from Georgia. Okay. I'm from Pamela, uh, Arkansas, originally. I grew up in Little Rock, which is where my parents are from. Born and raised. Started teaching school in Little Rock. I grew up off Nolan Richardson, man. Uh, his thing was 40 Minutes of Hell. Straight man-to-man pressure, no zones. Uh, and just and just uh, pretty much frustrate teams. And I let them get comfortable and run their offense. Uh, so, you know, last year, the year before last, I didn't have that kind of program. We played some zone to kind of fit what I had. But we had a good summer. I put a lot of my packages in place. Uh, and it fit the deal. It fit the table. I mean, we played a lot of man last year. And uh, it's exactly what it means. You know, when you step on the court with us, it's going to be a lot of organizing. and <laughs> confusion. So that's where I got it from. I got it from my home state, and I grew up. And as a head coach, how nice is it to rely on two senior studs? And they got a lot more. But Raekwon Brown, Jordan Black, those guys are pretty good, right? Yes, sir, they are. Uh, 
it feels really good. Like I said, I didn't have it in my first year. Uh, no clutch guys I feel like I can go to. Uh, no guys with leadership uh, at the time as well. Uh, playing that kind of level. Uh, so for me to have them too, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's an awesome feeling. You know, there's some of the guys you might get every three, four years. You know how it goes in the coaching game. So they're special kids. I'm leaning on them every this coming year. And you've had a couple guys move in over the summer. Who are some of these guys, and what do you think they really bring to your program? Man, I had to go off top, man, and say DeMarcus Fanning, man, from the near high school. Uh, bruiser. Uh, he's shown that he can play with his back to the basket. Uh, he's an excellent shooter, man. That's one thing he brings to the table. He brings a gritty post player that we haven't had since I've been here. Uh, Andrew Burden, another slasher. Uh, goes hard in the paint. Rebounds just as good as, as Fanning does. So we got four legit guys, man, that's going to go after the inside. Uh, so those guys, man, are tremendous impact players. So I transfer. Last, last question for you. What made you join the Sportle Showcase? Our first year having it. What made you jump at the opportunity to come December 8th at South Paulding High School? Man, you know what? I can't even name the terms, man. We, we, we decided not to participate in your, your presentation, your coverage. Uh, y'all are about the kids. Uh, that's what we really are about. But we love y'all coming with the kids and putting the kids out there and putting Georgia basketball on the map. That was our biggest, biggest difference in us coming to the Sports Space Showcase. That's right. And December 8th, South Paulding High School. These guys tip it off against South Paulding. Coach, thanks for having us. Appreciate it, man. Next up, we have Coach Jared Gross from Chattooga High School. I am here in Somerville, Georgia at Chattooga High School with Coach Jared Gross of the Chattooga Indians. Coach, thank you for having me this morning. It is tryouts today, so the first time uh, we get to see what the Indians have this season. Yes, sir. Uh, definitely excited about this season. and. Uh... You know, I thought today went pretty well with the, the guys that we had show up to try out for our team this year. And you're probably one of our, our younger, maybe probably the youngest coach we have at the Sportal Showcase December 8th. Can you just give us a, a little bit of a, a background on you? And I know you celebrated a, a birthday recently. Let everybody know how, how old you are as well and how long you've been here at Chattooga. Okay, well, uh... I'm 31 years old, and this is my eighth year teaching at Chattooga High School. Uh, the first year I taught here, I didn't coach anything. I just tried to focus on getting my master's degree and all that. But uh, I've been coaching basketball for seven years. I was the head JV coach for my first two years, and then this will be my fifth season uh, as the head coach of the boys' basketball team. And you went to school here, right? I did go to school here. So you're, you're a Chattooga boy through and through. What really made you come on back here, and did you, did you play anywhere in college, and when did you get hit by that coaching bug to know that you wanted to come back here and, and build a winner in Somerville? Well, um, you know, honestly, in high school, I found out that I have a aortic aneurysm. I have a heart problem that uh, took me out of sports, and I've always loved sports, and uh, I actually went to school and got a, a science degree. I, I majored in biology and thinking I was going to go pre-med, and uh, I took a year off after college, and my mom suggested that maybe I come get a teaching job. There was a position for a biology teacher in the newspaper, and so I came here, and the rest just kind of fell into place for me, and I couldn't be happier or more blessed to be in the position that I'm in. So. And, and uh, how, how, how tough was it when you found out about your condition? Was it, did that, I'm sure that had to kind of shake your world a little bit. Well, you know, I was playing three to four sports a year at that point, and uh, it really caught me by surprise when I found out about my heart condition. And uh, it was devastating, you know, as a 16-year-old, finding out that 
I couldn't play sports or do anything with sports anymore at that point in my life. But uh, this has been a, a really cool way to get to still be a part of sports, and uh, it's been such a, a fun time and a great experience to this point, and uh, it's been a huge blessing in, in my life. And uh, that's pretty much. And, and it's it's pretty unique and cool enough that you went to school here. You're coming back. You're the head coach here now, but you're also coaching with your lovely wife. How how is that dynamic? How did that come about? Is, is that fun? Is it tough sometimes? I mean, you guys don't lose too many games, so there's a lot of good nights when you're going home. But still, what is that dynamic like? Well, and that's another huge blessing, and you know. I, I say all the time that she probably deserves more credit than I do. <laughs> she kind of runs things and makes sure that we're all uh, organized and and uh, doing our thing. But, you know, she played uh, basketball in high school herself, and she knows the game, and she, she brings an interesting dynamic to our coaching staff, and she's not uh, afraid to tell me what her opinions are at times and make suggestions on the bench when maybe other coaches wouldn't uh, feel as comfortable making those suggestions. So it's been uh, really great having her on the bench, and there's not too many things that we don't do together and we try to support each other in everything we do and so uh, it's been a huge blessing to have her on staff. And, and Somerville's a pretty interesting city. Uh, a lot of people probably in the metro Atlanta area don't know about it, haven't heard about it, but could you tell us a little bit about the community of Somerville and uh, Chattooga County and unique is a, a word that comes around even with the school system. I'll let you talk about the schools. school system schedule over here, but just an overview of what is Chattooga County like up here in North Georgia? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a small community. Uh, I think we have somewhere between twenty and 25,000 uh, people in our county as a whole, and uh, we have two high schools here, and uh, Chattooga High School, we, we have a, a lot of support from our community, and uh, it's just a huge blessing to be a part of it, and they get behind us year in and year out, and they'll pack the stands, and... and uh, you know, they're just a huge support system for our boys and our whole school. And, uh, you know, with the Chattooga High School and Chattooga County Schools, uh, the culture that we have here really starts at the top and works its way, its way down. Uh, we have a great superintendent and, and Jimmy Linderman, and, uh, you know, he's really turned things around here at our school system. And we have some great administrators as well. And, you know, they're the ones that actually gave me a chance and took, uh, you know, a flyer on the 26-year-old uh, being their head coach for their boys basketball team and I can't thank them enough for the opportunity they gave me but it's just a great culture here you know I think the adults that are in place within our school system really have our kids best interest in mind with every decision we make and you know we have been blessed to win a lot of games but it's just kind of a byproduct of us looking out for the best interest of our kids and trying to you know build their character as they go through these high school years and uh, really kindergarten through 12th grade we try to help them build their character and uh, the effort, which I think is the key to our success. Our guys play with a lot of effort. I think that speaks to the character that they've been able to build within our school system. And I think that's a reflection of all the adults here, uh, other sports programs as well. But, it, of course, it all starts with the administration. Uh, we're definitely blessed. So. And Watching from the sidelines, I think of Chattooga basketball. When I think Chattooga, I think of toughness. You guys are a blue-collar team, a gritty team. You might not have the, the biggest athletes or the best you know, overall basketball players, but I feel like I can always rely on you guys to play a very hard-nosed style of offense and defense. Would you agree with that, and is that kind of the calling card for Chattooga basketball? 
You know, I really do think that's a huge compliment to our program here, and I think it, it speaks to kind of the character that we try to build here at Chattooga High School across all of our programs, uh, that our, our team is expected to play hard night in and night out, and that they do bring a lot of toughness. Um, you know, that is something that we definitely preach. You know, we are undersized most years, and we try to tell our, our kids that it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the size of the fight in the dog. And, you know, I know that, that's cheesy, but it, it just kind of speaks uh, to the effort that we know we have to give night in and night out. I mean, you know, the famous game that you've already spoken about a couple of years ago, we played Thomasville here uh, in the Sweet 16 round, and uh, they brought in 6'8", 6'9". I think their starting lineup, the smallest guy was maybe 6'2", 6'4", somewhere around that area, and our tallest guy was 6'1". And uh, Devin Price, he's a senior this year, he got 20 rebounds in that game as a 10th grader. And it just it speaks to the effort that he gives, and he's one of our big leaders. On uh, you know he he brings it to the table and leads by example, and the other guys kind of following his lead. But you know we have a lot of guys and a lot of good leaders on our team that bring that toughness day in and day out, and uh, it's just expected at this point. I think it's expected by the coaches, it's expected by the players that when they get here, that's just part of it. You have to play hard, and you know I think that again that's a huge compliment too our team that uh that we are expected to play hard and that's definitely an expectation we have next up take a listen to head coach lenny williams from woodsville tompkins high school i am here in savannah georgia at woodville tompkins high school a gym of the south a newer program been open for a couple years with the basketball program we're here with coach lenny williams coach thank you for having me yes thanks for coming thanks for coming and first let's just talk about your background what's your coaching philosophy like and where have you been along the way before you landed here last year as your first year well you know first of all my coaching philosophy is is is, is a team concept um you know, offensively and defensively, we're going to get up the court. We're going to uh, trap press. We're going to try to be the best defensive team that we can possibly uh, be to turn, you know, possessions into offense. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we start with team. Everything we do from weightlifting to training to even eating, uh, we do literally as a team. Um, when one's down, we're all down. So if, if we have a hiccup on anything, uh, we all sacrifice for that. So, you know, again, and um, basketball, what I'm teaching them is is another outlet. Um, but my job is to teach them how to be young men. And, and, of course, it seems like I'm doing a pretty good job of that. So hopefully they can teach me how to be a better coach. <laughs> so so year one for you guys, uh, you turned a program from a 16-11 and 11 team into a 25-4 and 4 team, a legit state championship contender. What do you attribute to that quick success? Uh, first of all, I knew we had to pieces. Uh, when I was first hired, I was able to evaluate the team before they even knew I was the coach. So um, I was already visioning um, within that week how we could play um, our athleticism, um, our offensive and defensive uh, schemes. But um, I, I, I ran into an undisciplined team. 
and I can say that on film. Um, I, I felt that they didn't understand the word team. It was a lot of individual, and um, they didn't know how to utilize their talents from a defensive and offensive player. And then, you know, I, I knew once they understood that it's only one way or the highway, um, that's when we turned the corner and um, we lost our first game of the season, but we played Bradwell. Um, pretty much had that game won, but just couldn't close out at the end. And then we went on from there. You know, we went, we, we just blossomed. And they bought into whatever I had to say, and, and we, we just took off. And, and do you view it as a positive or negative that there's, you know, in the Savannah area, there's so many schools, whether they want to send their kid to private school, public school, there's Beach, there's Johnson, there's Jenkins, Groves, you know, all these places. Do you view that as maybe a positive or a negative that parents in this community, they have a lot of different options they can send their kid? Um, it, it is, to me, it is a positive and a negative. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that Woodville does not get the proper respect that it deserves deserves from an academic standpoint and from an athletic standpoint. We're probably the best academic school in this county. Um, and we have a 100% graduation rate. Um, our, our students go on to graduate. And, you know, a lot of families in the community forget about that. Um, they're student athletes for a reason. And when it comes to athleticism and, act, well, ath being an athlete, student athlete, um, we have to abide by certain rules that most schools around here do not have to abide by, behind. And, you know, that is very frustrating as a coach, a new coach that comes in. A student could transfer to any school in this county and somehow be eligible. But when they transfer to Woodville, that, that's not considered their home school. So they have to sit out a year. For example, is Preston Chris. Um, no one knew about him last year because he had to sit out a year. And um, unfortunately, you know, it, it hurts the kid. It does not hurt anybody else but the kid. And then luckily this year, this past season, he had a, a phenomenal season and one of the best players in this area. And and so it's a positive and negative. Um, as you can hear in my voice, I'm very frustrated with that situation because of the fact that, you know, a, a kid can go somewhere else and transfer and be eligible and, and not, you know, be investigated. But as soon as it happens to us, you know, because I'm the new coach in the area or um, our kids want to come here for academics, they're penalized as an athlete. I see. I see. And let's moving on to the, the basketball side of things. What are you looking forward to the most? You're moving up from Class A public. <laughs> now you're in Class 2A. You're in a really good region. I think it's Region 2. And, and Jeff Davis. I think Swainsboro. You know, a lot of good teams are in that region. Vidalia, I believe, mm -hmm. is in yep. there who played in the state championship game. I don't want to talk about that. But a lot of good teams in that region. What are you looking forward to the most? I'm just competing. Mm -hmm. Competing. Um, none of those teams scare us. You know, they got they got rich and great programs over there. We know that. Um, they've had basketball there for years. Remember, we have not had basketball here for a very long time. Um, you know, this is a brand new avenue for Woodville Tompkins. Um, but you know, they put their shoes on just like we do. They got a great coaching staff at all of those schools that you named. But at the end of the day, we've played a bit against teams just as good as them this summer, um, if better. And our region was pretty tough. You know, like Valdez split with Montgomery County last year. Um, and 
we beat Montgomery County um, up 18, you know, and um, Montgomery County went to the state championship. Valdez went to the state championship. So we're right there. I think a physicality will play. You know, you know, we're a 1A school jumping into 2A. They've had football. We do not have football. So, you know, the, ath- the being an athlete at one of those schools is going to be is a lot richer than ours because they have weightlifting. They have football. So the physical strength is going to definitely take a toll on us. But we'll be ready. You know, we have basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be as physical as you want. But at the end of the day, um, our job is to be quick, fast, and score the basket. That's right. And can you talk about the, the progress of senior, some of your players? Preston Crisp was an All-State player last year. Bernard Pelot, Charleston Willingham. You got a, a good core coming back. Can you just talk about what you've seen from them over the summer? Uh, uh, tremendous work ethic. Um, they've bought in to everything I've, I've challenged them with. Um, and, and they still do. I, I, it, all of those guys that you named are A-B students. Um, they understand that they could have transferred out of here. But at the end of the day, they understand that myself as a coach and uh, my coaching staff, we, we love our kids. We, we, we thrive for them. We take them places. We take them out to eat. We, we love them. We, we cry with them, even their, their family members. We just don't use basketball as an avenue to progress them. So they progressed in every form from basketball to being a young man. Um, but the, the, the highest ceilings was Bernard, as we all know from this summer, because first of all, he, he was 6'4 <laughs> two years ago, and now he's 6'6 with the wingspan playing a two position for us. Um, that's why he's getting the Division One opportunities that he's getting of interest, and and he's still a raw, raw athlete. Um, Preston is going to give you that double-double, no matter who you're playing. I don't care who, who, who we're playing in state. He's, he's going to give you that double-double. Um, it's going to be tough, but he, he's just so skilled and so coachable that the only thing I challenged him with this, this summer was having fun this year. You know, everybody, every senior puts this pressure on them that they have to get a, a, a basketball scholarship. Um, he's gotten several interests, and I, I told him, I said, if you want me to go get you an offer just to say it's an offer, I'll do that. But if you want to just have fun and be a great high school player, that's what we're, we're training you for. So he, he's, he's, he's accepted every role. Charleston is just a man child. I mean, he, he takes every challenge personal, <laughs> including when we get into it a lot, but Charleston is my guy that he's a bulldog and you know he put up 20 something points last year at Calhoun and has to guard a 6-7 monster so you you name me what kind of player that could have did that at 5-11 and and I mean got to guard a 6-7 and got to put up 20 something points that that was phenomenal but you know he, he he's got some challenges this year where we have to continue to make sure he's in proper condition um he got injured a little bit last year so keep them healthy but all three of those guys have grown um, tremendously from a basketball player and and as a person and as a young man and you just mentioned it uh, a little bit ago uh, that Calhoun County loss we lost in the Elite Eight last year what do you take away from that as a team and as a coach what did you learn about your guys and how can you use that for this season and seasons on Um, it was a learning experience Uh, definitely uh, we were not there we, we didn't understand how to play in an environment like that. Once we calmed down, hey, we cut it to two with the ball, with an open three. I mean, I love my chances right then. With under, with, 
nothing with about 2.30 to go. Um, but throughout that game, we were trailing because we were not used to a gym environment like that. And that's why I got us a very heavy road schedule this year. That was my learning experience. Put these guys to the road and be tested against these Atlanta schools, against these schools from Charleston. Because then when we get to the Elite Eight again, we're ready for that kind of environment when people are sitting on top of you. People are sitting on your bench. I mean, I mean that 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 was new for me. I didn't know you could have people sitting on your bench from the crowd. So, I mean, but at the end of the day, they beat us. And, um, you know, shout out to them. But we learned that we have to be a better team on the road and, and, and focused. And, and, and myself, I, I was not ready for that. Um, not from a coaching standpoint, but for the for the distractions um and you know you got cheerleaders you got girl you got, you got all of these distractions and i wish i took my team out a day before um to albany instead of going the night before because now you got to worry about sleeping in another place an unfamiliar territory when you could have had two days of that mm-hmm. and and then now they're focused and not worried about you're going to win this game tomorrow you're going to win this game tomorrow hey good luck tomorrow and be focused and you guys are one of the, the hottest programs in the state of Georgia right now. A lot of people want you to come to their event. How do you keep that momentum rolling into this season? Uh, motivation. I mean, we, we, we're hungry. As you can tell in our workouts, I challenge my guys. We play pissed off. We play with a chip on our shoulder. We play like we're the still underdog. We play like we've never been to a state championship. We train that way. And 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 because we haven't. Uh, we play like we've never been to a state tournament because we've only been there once. Um... I saw this vision for this program. If I was to tell you I did not see this vision, I'd be lying. Um, This is a program in Savannah, rich with basketball, that we do not get recognition for. And my job, from a social media standpoint, from a community standpoint, is to promote our team. And not only promote, but you got to (laughs) win. And I can do all the promotion I want, but with that promotion became became winning. And then everybody else took recognition. You know, all of a sudden, when we beat Troop, at Troopland last year, um, I had two starters suspended. I didn't go on social media and say that. So that told how good we were um, and and still beat them in their own place. Now, did they bounce back and beat us? Yes, because I had my starter point guard out of the game. Um, but it's no excuse. We, we I believe we're the hottest ticket in this town, and, and we don't need transfers to, to handle that. We're going to do it our way, and we're going to keep marching to our own beat. Um, we got rich basketball from Beach to Johnson, like he said, to Savannah High. Tim Jordan does a great job training me some days when I when I need a, a, a ear to speak through. But uh, everybody around here is pretty close. Um, but I, I want to say that if you're looking at basketball in this town, it's Woodville. And, and what made you guys join the Sportle Showcase December 8th? It's going to be about four hours away in Douglasville, Georgia at South Pauling High School. What made you decide to come to our event? And how important is that for this young school, the young basketball program, and the community of Woodville Tompkins? Uh, it, it, what made us come was we were hungry. 
we're hungry to get out outside of Savannah. What most people don't understand is when you're in 1A, you're limited. You got you play in a point system. We can't play out of state. If you play too high up and lose that game, you lose a lot of points. So you're playing Jekyll and Hyde, cat and mouse. Now we don't have to worry about points. Now we're coming to show whoever's at Sportal. We're going to show who's ever at the Big South or wherever we go to. Um, Sportal was the one we wanted to come to, most of all. And I think you knew that. We wanted to play in any event you had because we believe we respect your, your knowledge of the game of basketball in the state of Georgia. And we wanted to show you that we have a chip on our shoulder down here in Savannah. And, and thank you for letting us in. But we got unfinished business there. We don't care. You know, I tell every person who puts us in a tournament, I don't care who we play. You know, win or loss, we're going to learn something from it. Um, but at the end of the day, we're competing for a region championship and state championship. And we felt that your event was the best in the state of Georgia and probably one of the, is going to be one of the best in, 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 in the country. Um, a lot of people who do not know you don't know, understand how hard you work for things. And when you have a vision, just like you have your vision of everything you touch, we have that vision to, to win a state championship. December 8th, it's North First South, Woodville Tompkins representing Savannah going up against Chattooga, a North Georgia power, both teams in Class 2A, so this could be a, a state playoff preview, but Coach, thank you so much, Sportal Showcase, can't wait to see you there. Yes, thank you, thank you. Our next matchup of Sportal Showcase is Grayson versus Elka. First, take a listen to Grayson head coach Joffrey Pierce. We are here at Grayson High School in Loganville, Georgia with Coach Joffrey Pierce. Coach, thank you for having us, sir. No worries. Appreciate you coming out. What's the community of Grayson like? I know you've been here for a couple years now. How special is this place? Um, they're, they're, um, they're committed to winning. They like their sports. They like their academics. It's a good place to be if you're a high school kid, for sure. And since taking the Grayson job in 2012, you turned a, a struggling program into one of Gwinnett County's most consistent winners. How difficult was it to develop a winning culture at a school that was 100-plus games under 500 when you took over? And what do you accredit that success to? Um, at first, the first year, we were just trying to teach them how to compete. Like, there was, there were, there was a little bit of talent, but they, they really didn't know how to compete for the full 32 once they figured out how to do that. It was easier to show them how to close out games and win and things of that nature. So that's probably the toughest part, getting them to learn how to compete the full 32 minutes. And you've made it to back-to-back -back Final Fours in Class 7A, the largest classification in the state of Georgia. Just tell us, how difficult is it to coach in Class 7A? Plus, you're in Gwinnett County. How difficult is that? And what is it going to eventually take to, you know, if you ever wanted to raise a banner here at Grayson, how difficult is that, and what would it take to get that job done? Um, it's hard. There's really no off days in 7A and in these regions out here in Gwinnett, like, you mess around and get popped on a Tuesday night game by somebody that maybe on paper doesn't have the talent you have, but if you're not ready to play, you'll get beat. Um, in regards to what it'll take to win a, win a ring, you know, they say just hard work. We just got to keep, keep banging away. Um, so eventually, you know, the work will sell itself. You know, you just got to keep working. And if you thought you was working hard before, if you don't meet your goal, you got to work harder the next time around. 
and coaching in the highest classification and then in Gwinnett County, like we just said, uh, you've had to match wits with some of the most respected and the best coaches in the state of Georgia. Who are some of these, these best coaches that you've gone against and what's it like trying to match X and O's? And I'm sure you have to be able to take away a little bit from these guys, pick their brains as well. Yeah, um, our region's tough. Um... Joel does a good job with his kids over at Archer, um, Tyrone at Rockdale, Kim, real good. De every year, they're real good on defense, and, and Rick's teams over at Newton, they're always well prepared. Um, the old region, Greg Phillips at Burkmar, his teams are always well prepared. It's, 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 it's a battle every night. If it, isn't, if it isn't because of the talent, it's because of the coaching, or sometimes both. And Grayson is nationally known as a football school. How does that work for you, maybe against you in some areas, if at all, as, you know, being the head basketball coach? I don't mind it. You know, every year I've been here, I've had a kid from the football team come. If they didn't start, they were a major contributor. Um, we've got a three-year starter in Kenyon Jackson that's a ranked football prospect, and he's one of the lead leaders in rebounding every year, so I don't mind it one bit. And what's been one of your most memorable moments as head coach here at Grayson? Um, you know, there's there's a couple, but, you know, going over to Wheeler, um, 2016 first round, nobody expected us to win. Just the way the, the fellas gutted that game out, I was real proud of them. Um, just going going in there, I think that was the last game they played in that gym as a team. So it was, it, it was good to go in there and get that win. And before we move on to some of the guys you have this year, who are some of your these players that kind of help build this tradition? I, I coach is only as good as his players, and you've had some really good ones come through these holes. Um, everybody talks about our guard play. Our first all-county guard my first couple of years here was Marquise Lanier. He was first team all-county. Then after that, um, uh, Austin Dukes and Alfonso Willis were first team all county. Trey Sconyers was a big part of that group as well. Um, in the last couple of years, you've had Nick Edwards, Travis Anderson, they were all county, and even Kenyon Jackson was all county last year. So um, a lot of our success has been predicated on guard play, and we've had some good guards come through here and put in work and produce. And speaking of good guards, you got some guys that have, you know, they play some important roles, but they were sometimes coming off the bench. But now there's there's no running, there's no hiding, and that's Davon Smith, and then we have Rico Hallman. Uh, how, how have you seen these guys progress over the years, and how excited are you for them heading into their senior year and their junior year? Um, Rico was a big part of what we did last year. He started every game. Every game we played, we put him on the other team's best guard defensively, so... Having him back is huge, and then I've been telling Davon since he was in middle school if he would just, you know, lock in on the mental aspects of the game and continue to work hard, he could be one of the best guards, you know, not only to come out of Grayson, but, you know, in the state. Like, he, he's, he's got the total package, and he's still only a junior, so I'm excited to see his development. And, and last question, what made you decide that you wanted to come play at the Sportal Showcase. Our first year having this event, we got you lined up December 8th against Eagles Landing Christian Academy. And Grayson, I mean, back-to-back -back Final Fours in Class 7A. You're a wanted team. Everybody wants you. How, how did we get you? Kyle Sandy, the OG. The OG. Now, um, we, we, we respect what you've been able to do with the sport. I think when I first got here, nobody was really paying attention to what was going on in the sport. And in regards to like Twitter and social media and the media in general. So we know 
like when you called, I knew the event was going to be well read and it was going it was going to be professional. So. Coach, I appreciate that. December 8th, Eagles Landing Christian Academy will be your opponent, the Grayson Rams at South Paulding High School. Coach, can't wait to see you guys. All good. Rams season, baby. Let's get it. Here is head coach Derek Mason from Elka. Welcome to Paradise here in McDonough, Georgia. We are at Eagles Landing Christian Academy with Coach Derek Mason. Coach, thank you for having us. Uh, you guys are welcome. Thanks for coming. Yeah, first of all, tell us about Paradise. I see this beautiful sand field. It's almost like a beach back here. Tell me about Paradise. Why do you call this Paradise? Uh, paradise mainly because it is a lot of sun mm. uh, and a lot of sand. And um, basically it's a psychological approach. You want the guys to have great thoughts a great mindset when they come out here to work and um because we work and we work extremely hard as you can attest to today um so it's all about the psychological approach is why we call it paradise and in class a private last year you guys had a very good season didn't get the state championship we made it to the final four what did you what do you take away from last season's success and shortcomings and how do you think you've grown as a coach i felt, thought it was a, an amazing journey honestly kyle um we came up short in some people's minds, uh, but in mine, I was okay with it, you know, because I felt like um, we played the best that we possibly could. We couldn't get free throws to fall late there in the, um, in the final four game, and the best team won. And so we had to go back and reevaluate ourselves and our program and me as a coach and individual uh, to figure out what I can do differently. Uh, one of those things would be to simplify some things. I think coming in with a college mindset, um, I had four different plays versus a 2-3 zone. Well, let's do two and do them right. You know, and so simplifying things, I think that's uh, one of the biggest things that I learned uh, coming out of last season. And can you talk about your coaching background a little bit? You just said you were in college. Can you let everyone know? Uh, you, you've been well-traveled a little bit, so you, you, you've been to some good different places, and I'm sure it's really prepared you uh, for here at Eagles Lane and Christian Academy. Yep. Um, started out coaching several years ago. Um, did a few years over at Elbert County High School as an assistant there. Uh, then was fortunate enough to join uh, T.J. Rosine's staff over at Emmanuel College. Uh, when I went in, it was in an AIA um, and before I left, it became an NCAA Division II school. Uh, we won over 80% of our games. I was able to learn from one of the greatest coaches ever. Um, he's a hidden gem up in Northeast Georgia with T.J. Rosine, and I've learned a ton from him, uh, more so uh, about being transformational as a coach versus being transactional as a coach. And... The Chargers, since you've gotten here, they've improved each year under your tutelage, going from four wins to 20 wins to 27 wins last year. Can you explain your philosophy of 1% better, and how can you use that to get over the hump and ultimately capture a state championship? Right. I think just focusing on those things that you can control. Um, and our, our motto is getting 1% better every day. And 1% as in spiritually, we want to try to grow and become closer, a better understanding of who God is. 1% better academically because we know that uh, where there's knowledge, there's power. Um, and physically to get 1% better every single day. And I know what most guys say, I want to get 50% better every day. Okay, you go do that. But what we're going to do is we're just going to keep chopping, get 1% better every day, and um, let the chips fall where they may. And 
you know, players, they, they come and go for different reasons. We lost our starting front court from last year's team. Uh, how, how do you think that's going to maybe change the style of play, if at all, for this upcoming season? I think our guards will be showcased a little bit more this year. Uh, last year, we had a dominant post presence. Uh, we do still have a formidable post presence right now, especially with the emergence of Felix Iwadiale, um, as well as um, Izzy uh, from London, England. But our guards are, are, are tough. They're, 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 they're very good guards. They're complete guards. And I think one of the best things about this year's team is these guys play for one another. The chemistry is phenomenal. Uh, I love coaching them. I love coaching last year's team as well, uh, but I love coaching this year's team even more. And can you tell me what you've seen over the summer from guys like Makai Cameron, Trevon Reddish, who's been picking up a lot of steam, uh, KJ Jones, all these guys. you got a nice stable in the backcourt. What have you seen from all these guys over the summer? Uh, my vision becoming a reality. Like, I knew all of those guys had what it took to be great. And to, um, to just see it was just, you know, food for my soul. You know, because I knew that Makai can shoot the lights out and Trayvon's going to be a dominant player, and KJ can shoot and is a very good basketball player, and then Felix had the ability to be great. Jordan Smalls had the ability to merge. Uh, and so I knew that, and those guys had phenomenal summers. Uh, I think their AAU programs did a good job with them, uh, helping with their exposure, and um, just working with those guys uh, I think has helped to improve their recruitment and develop them as players. And Elka, this is obviously a, a private school. How do you intertwine, you know, teaching these young men, growing them as people, intertwining that with not only coaching them on the court, but also using faith as well? Uh, again, 1% better every day in the aspect of spiritually. Like, it's, that's our rock, that's our foundation, that's who we are. Um, and understanding that people that are at different places in their growth and their relationship with God, you know, and nothing is forced upon any, any individual. Um, but what they do know is that I love them, that we love them, and that we care for them, and we want the best for them. Even with the guys that left, we still love them, we still care for them, and we still want the best for them. Same thing with the guys that remain and for any guys that will come in the future. And Eagles Landing Christian Academy, uh, if if anybody watching this knows anything about high school football, this is a powerhouse, three straight uh, championships in the state of Georgia in Class A private. How is that having, you know, basketball and football can sometimes be, you know, brothers or sometimes in some places they might not get along. But how, how great is that and how do you use that to maybe, you know, pr promote the basketball program, go hand in hand? I'm sure you want success for both programs, right? It starts with Jonathan Guess. Uh, coach Jonathan Guess is a phenomenal person and an even better coach. And uh, he and I have a phenomenal relationship. Like our kids hang out together and he come over to the crib and I go over to his house and um, we have a good time and have a great working relationship. Um, I don't try to persuade any of his guys to play basketball and he don't try to persuade any of my guys uh, to play football. He just kind of let it happen organically because honestly we want the guys to do what they're most passionate about. Um, that's where we, we feel like they'll find true success. And lastly, what, what made you jump at the opportunity to join the Sportal Showcase December 8th? You guys got a tough matchup against Grayson, but what made you, it's a first time hosting this event, what, what prompted you to join this fun event that we're going to be putting on for the first time? It's you, Kyle. Like, uh, we've developed a really good relationship over the few years that I've been here. Uh, you've been a man of your word. And um, when you approached me about it, I didn't want to commit until I knew we could fully commit to it. And once we were able to do that, um, we committed to it. And I know you will throw a Class A event. And uh, we're just blessed and fortunate to be a part of it.
Coach, thank you so much. Everybody at home, December 8th, South Paulding High School, the Sportal Showcase, Eagles Landing Christian Academy, First Grayson. It's Purnell Smith, the head coach from Coffee High School, who will be taking on Campbell in the fourth game of Sportal Showcase. We are here in Douglas, Georgia, Coffee High School. Coach Purnell Smith, coach, thank you for having us today. Appreciate you coming. So, so, coach, how long have you been the head coach here at Coffee? There's a lot of great athletes here, football, basketball. How long have you been here for? This is my sixth year of being head coach. Okay, okay. And what does the city of Douglas mean to you? What is this, the community, Coffee County High School? How do, how receptive are they to high school athletics here? Uh, the community is great. Uh, we have a great fan base. Uh, we have, a, they love to travel. Uh, we've got a lot of support from our community. And there's long been a sentiment that South Georgia doesn't get the respect it deserves when it comes to, to basketball. Obviously, we, they respect football a lot, but do you feel like that's accurate? Do you think sometimes South Georgia gets a bad rep as far as how they compare to Metro Atlanta schools? Well, uh, sometimes I think so, uh, but I, that's why I, we try to go up and play some teams up there just to try to get a little respect. Uh, our kids play hard and they work hard, so we try to just let our game speak for itself. And if at any, how would you say maybe the culture of South Georgia basketball is different from maybe Metro and at, uh, North Atlanta basketball? I think we play a physical brand of basketball. Uh, I think in Atlanta, a lot of guys are skilled, very skilled and finesse, but we, we, we do the, we're more like a blue-collar type player down here. I think there are a lot of finesse players up north. Coming off an Elite Eight trip in Class 6A, uh, you guys lost to the eventual two-time defending state champion, Langston Hughes. You, you had him on the ropes. We lost 71-67. What did you learn about your team that night, and how do you kind of use that as motivation heading into this year? you got uh, some pretty good seniors that took a loss last year as juniors, but now I'm sure they're hungry. They are. Um, we, we realized that we got to finish. Uh, we had a couple of possessions that you know we felt like could have uh, went in both ways. Uh, we missed some easy shots, missed some free throws late down in the Kenzie McFadden, who just recently uh, committed to Georgia Southern. Uh, how important have those two guys been to your program and your success? Uh, they've been very special. Both of those guys get in the gym. They're, they're gym rats. So they work hard all the time. Uh, Jason and McKenzie a lot of times comes in about 6.45 in the morning to get some shots up and work on their ball handling and shooting. So um, they are very good leaders. Uh, I'm looking for a lot of I look for big things for those two. And last question. What made you decide to come up to the Sporal Showcase at South Pauling High School? I know you've been to South Pauling within the past couple of years. It was a, a hard a hard night for you guys, but we don't have to play South Pauling this time. You guys had a really tough team in Campbell. Uh, what made you make that decision to come all the way up there to play in Douglasville? Well, I want our guys to be prepared for uh, later on for the state tournament and for the region tournament. I want to see those guys get exposed. I think it would be great exposure for our kids down here in South Georgia. Plus, I think it'll get us prepared for uh, bigger things down the road. That's for Nell Smith. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Thanks for coming. And now, Campbell High School's James Gwynn. I am here in Smyrna, Georgia. 
at Campbell High School with the legendary Coach Gwen. Coach, thank you for having me, sir. Thanks, Cal. Appreciate being here. How, how long have you been the head coach here now at Campbell? Uh, 24 years here at Campbell. 24 years. And, what, and what's made you stay here? Because you, you got to kind of fall in love with a, a community if you're going to be here for that long, right? Well, I, I lived in this community before I got the job here. So my kids were all going to school in this neighborhood. They all graduated from Campbell. So we kind of just were in the community, and I was fortunate enough to get the job here. It was the job I wanted because it was where I lived. And once I got it, I said, hey, if they'll keep me there, I'm going to stay. And how would you describe your coaching style for people that have not seen you? I've heard from some people that say you're a little bit animated, you're a little colorful on the sidelines, but how would you describe your coaching style? <laughs> I was going to use the word animated. It's almost <laughs> maybe like organized chaos a little bit. Uh, so sometimes I'm, I'm a little animated trying to fool them, maybe a little like uh, Columbo. Maybe they don't think <laughs> we know what's going on, but we, we try. We act like we know what's going on, but, but I have fun. I'm passionate as a coach. You know, the kids like it. I, I don't sit down much, so, you know, my seat, they say, why are you keeping a seat there? But it's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm into the game. I'm into the game, I, and I try to let the players know that I'm trying to just give them that energy on the floor right from the bench. And, and last year, you guys finished 5-5 five and five in Region 2, but you still managed to reach the Elite 8 in Class 7A, which is a, a tremendous feat. But how difficult is it to play in a region like that? And did you did you expect, did you kind of foresee that you guys would be able to make the Elite 8? You were Road Warriors in the state tournament. Yeah, and it's, well, with, with us, two out of the last three years, Kyle, we've actually been in the Elite Eight. But in some ways, it's, it's harder to get out of our region. You know, I mean, East Coweta, who was, who was lost two heartbreakers, was the fifth-place team, and they're very good. They could easily have beaten us or Westlake. Westlake beat them on a 40-footer in the, in the regional elimination game. So our region games have us battle-tested. So when we finally get to the state tournament and we're playing good teams, we just feel like it's just a continuation of what we've been seeing all year. And I'm playing in a tough region like that. You might not have the, the sexy overall record that teams in other regions that might not be as strong uh, can kind of put together, but do you think since you play such a difficult schedule and you don't really pad your record that your program you know, kind of might not get as much recognition as it, it kind of deserves? Well, absolutely, because you know Wheeler and Westlake and Pebblebrook, they're sort of the teams people think about when they think about 27A. They think about those programs, and yet you know we're, we kind of hang in there. You know, a couple years ago in the Elite Eight, we were right there with those guys. Last year, we went as far as those guys did. But but th those programs, yeah, and they usually have more of the high-powered Division One guys. And obviously, Colin Sexton was a, you know, the eighth, number eight draft pick. So th those programs have kind of had have a lot of notoriety lately. But we still feel like we compete very well in our region. And, and an average team in our region is still one of the better teams in the state. And you have a really good senior class led by guys like Trill Burden and and uh, Brandon Darabine. Can you just talk about how important those guys have been for the program and what you've seen with their development over the years? Well, well, obviously, in any in any good team, you need a good lead guard, and Burden, he gives us that. And I think with Darabine and with some of the other guys we have, you know, Darabine's going to be our most experienced player. Um, you know, you need that you need that senior leadership and people that have been through it. You know, he's 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 been on the bench or played in both the Elite Eight games. You know, and Burden's going to be hungry as a senior. Had a very, he was first.
first team all region, first three team all Cobb County last year. That, that says a lot because it, it's you know Cobb has tremendous tremendous talent. So we feel like we've got a good nucleus, and we feel like if we can kind of stay injury free, you know, we, I don't I don't think we can afford a rash of injuries. But if we can stay injury free and uh, and play good ball, low turnovers, I think we will have a chance to be in most ball games. And there's going to be a new face coming to region two, and that's going to be Drew Thomas. He's about six six or so, moving in from Whitfield Academy. What does he bring? What kind of dynamic does he bring to your team? Well, he really fits right in. He, he's a good athlete. He's, he's easy to coach. He wants to get better. Wants to work. Uh, and I don't, I don't really think he knows how good he can be. Yet. You know, I, I don't think we really we're going to try to tap that potential. Um, you know, he, he's, he's kind of an unknown because you know we, nobody really knows what he's going to bring to the table, even though we think it's going to be pretty good. Oh yeah. And, and you know, you're coming off your best season since 2016. You, 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 you got deep into the Elite Eight. What made you decide? to come to the Sportal Showcase December 8th where you're going to be playing a, a very talented coffee team in Class 6A that took a run to the Elite Eight as well, but what made you decide to come to the Sportal Showcase December 8th? Well, we want to make sure, you know, we're going to have to play elite teams in a very good schedule to really be ready for our region competition and then if, in fact, we make the state ready for that. So it's, it's not going to be do us any good to just play somebody we're just going to run over and blow out because it's not going to help us for our games. We have no easy games in the region. Obviously, we have no easy games in the state. So we feel like it's a, it's a great event uh, where, where they're going to sh sh showcase. I know uh, Coffee has a very, couple of very good players. I think one's committed Georgia Southern. He, he's pretty good. I, you know, we'll be fortunate enough <laughs> to be able to handle him at all because I know we're going to have our hands full. But we want to just play top competition every single night out. And I think that's going to keep us where we need to be for region. You know, no easy ones. And, and and I think that's going to help us for, you know, for uh, postseason play. December 8th, South Paulding High School, the Sportal Showcase. It's going to be a battle. we got the Campbell Spartans versus the Coffee Trojans. Coach Glenn, thank you for having me. Thank you, Kyle. Appreciate you coming. And now the first half of the nightcap at Sportal Showcase. Head coach Jason Shaver from Franklin County. We are here in Carnesville at Franklin County High School. I'm here with Coach Jason Shaver. Yes, sir. Coach, thank you for having us in the Lions Den, right? Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming. Tell us about the community of Franklin County. What's this place like? I know maybe not a lot of people know about Carnesville, but right. tell us what this community is like. Right. It's a great community, very tight-knit. Um, really great support for all the athletic events. Uh, you know, we this gym, when, you, when you're in your role, this place is standing room only. The girls made a long run to the Final Four last year, and they were in the aisles, hanging over the edges everywhere. So um, it, it's a great place to be, uh, great people, a lot of support. And how long have you been the head coach here now for? This will be my fourth season. I was the, This is my 16th year here. Uh, I was Coach Marshall's assistant for 12 years and then became the head coach when he stepped down. And what's the history of Franklin County boys basketball like? history to it. Um, we've had some tremendous teams uh, in the past. Um, we've had people that played at Georgia, Marshall Wilson, uh, people like that, uh, great player in the 80s. Um, 
Um, Dewey Haley on back before that. Um, a lot of a lot of good teams in the in the nineties and stuff like that. We had probably hit a, a really high point as far as program probably in the, in the in the 2000s mid to late 2000s we went to the final four in 2011 um we had demario mayfield sign with georgia to play for us 06 through 09 uh probably all-time leading scored over 2200 points and uh you know we've had we've had a kid play for the globe trotters we there's been some good basketball here now it's not a uh it hasn't been uh Maybe what we wanted the last year or two, but but hopefully we're on the right track. Got some young guys coming up. Hopefully yeah. we're on the right track. And you guys are coming off of a nine and seventeen season, but you guys were young. Uh, a lot of your core were sophomores right. last year. That's uh, the twenty twenty class. What are you looking forward to this season with a, a year of experience? You know, quote unquote, kind of taking your lumps, learning how to win right. games. What do you expect this season? Right. Yeah, we lost uh, of those of those losses last year. I think I want to say nine of them were within about six points or less coming down the stretch. Um, you know, we started four sophomores uh, going in the region tournament, um, and uh, you know we had a, had a tough region last year. Anytime you're in a league with Morgan and Hart and you know two Elite Eight and Final Four teams, and then East Jackson's people like that, and Monroe had some good teams. So um, you know, looking forward to getting these guys. A little, you know, they've got some experience under their belt now. A couple of them played as freshmen, got their feet wet, but last year was the first time they you know they were called on to be the guy, and uh, that you know that, that's good. That can be good and bad. Uh, when you have those uh, those things, you know you have a lot of learning experiences, and um, but but for the most part, just got tremendous kids uh, that work their tail off, um, stay in the gym. Um, also got some some nice young talent coming up that we're going to be counting on too. So we're still not totally uh, what I would call an older team yet, but but uh, you know a lot of juniors and maybe got a couple freshmen and sophomores that can help us. So. And, and you just mentioned what's it like playing in Region Eight and Class Three, Morgan County, Hart County. I mean, yeah. it's a battle every single right. night, right? That's exactly right. Now we're getting Jefferson in the league too. We, we you know we got Jefferson coming in this year, so it gets no easier. Um, everybody's going to be a year older, a year tougher, and uh, tremendous games. Not in, not out. You got to be, you got to be ready to play every time you take the court. You know, we had some great wins last year, but you know, you relax and then you lose one. You know what I mean? So it uh, never a dull moment in AAA. And what's your off season consisted of? I know each coach has a, a different philosophy about individual skill work or camps. Right. What, what's the off season look like, and how pleased are you with how the boys uh, have done? Extremely. We had a great off season, probably as good as we've had since man that I can remember. Um, I want to say this summer we got. 17 practices, no, 18 practices and 25 games or 26 games um, is a team, you know what I mean, you know, in the, in the summer. And, and then we spent, you know, in July, we had a lot of open gym, guys in here playing all the time. Um, so great commitment from the kids and, um, you know, just really looking forward to seeing where that takes us. Had some, had, some, had some great summer wins, but some wins don't mean anything. I know you got, you're trying to see who can play and who can't, and, you know, and give some guys more minutes and all that. So you, you can't put a lot of stock in that, but it was a great experience for us. Um, we got four ones going. This is about I want to say our fourth or fifth week of uh, four on ones, um, and you know, just just been great participation by the kids. And for people that don't really know about this team and who the go-to guys are, who are some of the players that are going to be leaned heavily on for you guys to have some successes? Right. We've got we've got some good returning players. You see uh, these guys behind me. Uh, Michael Roebuck, returning uh, All-State honorable mention, AJC player, um, average about 17 a game. I think he's 19 a game in region play. Um, can really score in a variety of ways. Just going to be a junior, um, about six feet tall. Uh, can really, really shoot it. Um, Titus Brown, another junior. Um, 
um, that is uh, made our region last year as a sophomore and about 13 points a game. Uh, we've got a senior point guard, Malik Combs, back to provide leadership. He is a true point guard, and he creates for others, and those guys get a lot of stuff out of Malik. And um, we got some good returning players that played a lot of minutes. Carter Alexander, big man, about 6'4", uh, really jumps well, block shots. And uh, J.J. Blackwell, uh, you see J.J. behind me as well. J.J.'s kind of our glue guy. He does a lot of different stuff for us. He's a defender, a charge taker, a hustler. Um, he kind of makes things, holds things together. So, you know, and we, and we got a lot more, but, but excited about those guys. And lastly, what made you jump at the opportunity to play in the Sportal Showcase? Our first time having this event, what really made you want to jump in and test the water? Oh, man, just, I, I believe, man, I play whoever I can play. Uh, we, we, we're not scared of anybody. We want to play the best teams because we feel like that gets us better. When you're going to have to see Morgan two, possibly three times, or Hart two, possibly three times, Jefferson, Monroe, these teams, I mean, that's the cream of the crop in AAA now. And, and, and when you're going to see that, I feel like it's my job as a coach, one, to prepare these guys for that, as well as give them opportunities to get out there and get seen a little bit. So um, just, just thrilled. Appreciate you having us, for real. December 8th, South Paulding High School, the Sportal Showcase. Coach Shaver, thank yes, you. sir. Thank you. Appreciate it. Kyle's been busy trotting around the state of Georgia over these past few months, and the last coach he was able to catch up with is Coach Bo Boatwright from Jefferson Davis, the other half of the nightcap. Here in Hazelhurst, Georgia at Jeff Davis High School, here with Coach Bo Boatwright. Coach, thanks for having us today. Appreciate you coming down today. We're excited to have you visit our school. And this is going to be your first year as head coach here at Jeff Davis. You were assistant coach last year. Uh, could you just tell us a little bit about your coaching background and where you've been and all your experience? Absolutely. Um, I was here under Donnie Arrington for the last uh, four years, and prior to that, worked for Tommy Bowen here at Jeff Davis. And uh, previous to that, I worked in Wayne County Schools. I was the head basketball coach at Wayne County for a year and coached middle school basketball there for a number of years, as well as uh, here at Jeff Davis. And before we get into the basketball stuff, most city slickers would probably define Hazelhurst as the middle of nowhere, but what what is the community like to you, and what what is there to do in Hazelhurst besides just basketball? What, what, what's the city like? Well, it's a great community. So we have great fan support here. We have... Uh, championship uh, this past year, but you graduate a, a pretty decent chunk of that starting five. Um, do you think you guys will still be able to compete in a tough region, or is this going to be maybe a, bit, a little bit of a rebuilding there? Well, you just mentioned it. I, I do feel like we'll be in a, a rebuilding process, but we've returned some great uh, key components of what has been a good team here coming off a region championship. We graduated seven players last year, so uh, we definitely lost some kids that played a tremendous amount of basketball for Jeff Davis, but we have some good pieces to build from. We're going to be a little young, and we're going to have some growing pains, but I know uh, have some great confidence in some young kids coming up, and obviously 
obviously we return a great player in Jaquez Kirby. It's going to be a great anchor for us and um, really get a chance to showcase his leadership capacity and uh, show that he can to lead a group. Jacquez, a 2020 kid, about six foot six, one of the best players in the entire nation, a walking triple double threat. How special has it been to coach a talent like that? Because whether you're in Hazelhurst or you're in Douglas or you're in Canton, you're in Waynesboro, anywhere, there's not often that you're going to have a talent like that walk through your doors. Definitely, Jacquez has been a, a lot of fun to coach. He's a he's a great kid. I've had the like him before, he's been, you know, that, that had some special abilities, but he definitely is unique. Um, I started working with him as an eighth grader, and I've had the, you know, involvement with him the past couple of years, and just a great kid, um, good shooter, good rebounder, work ethic, just all over the floor kind of guy, he hustles, he works hard, he's relentless on the boards, and his skill set shooting standpoint has increased greatly. Um, I'm just, the sky's the limit for him, I think. Uh, you know, starting to have some good recruiting uh, pick up with him and just being down here in the South, it's, it's a phenomenal honor for him to be, to gain the traction that he's gained being down here. And we know Jacquez is great, but talk to me about some other guys that are returning, maybe some newcomers that will play a big role. I just saw a freshman in here. I think C.J. Parker might have been his name. He was shooting the lights out from deep. Who are some other guys that are going to have to play a really big role to get to where you want to go this season? Yes, I mentioned C.J. He's going to do great things for us this year at the guard position. Also another freshman, Brantavius Swain, who's uh, going to have a good role as probably end up our one guard, probably end up our uh, potentially our starting one guard. Um, he's going to be playing a, a good role. we got some senior leadership in Jeremiah Reed, uh, Dustin Bailey, and a newcomer back to the program that played a little um, a JV ball a couple of years ago, Najee Gillis, that's going to come back and have some good senior leadership responsibilities for us. Um, we've got a decent sophomore class ahead of us, um, Ty King and TJ McMillan. Look for them to play significantly increased roles from last year and um, but just looking for great things looking for people to step up we had a good summer this summer um, played in uh, up in the Atlanta area at some camps played in Florida in several camps and those young guys they really stepped up and, and showed that they're going to be able to make an impact for us this year class 2A school, I mean, I was looking at past years, we were talking about it. Jeff Davis, I really don't think they might have ever, the boys program, not in recent history, have ever played in the metro Atlanta area. So just how important is this, you know, the sport will showcase coming up to play at South Pauling High School, about three and a half, four hours away from you, but you're going to be on the map. Jeff Davis is on the map. How important is that for a school like this? It's very important to us. We're very excited to be able to go up to the Atlanta area area and play. Um, as you mentioned, I don't I don't know that there's been a past team here that has played in the area, so we're excited about that. I think it's good for our community. It's definitely good for our kids to get the experience, some things that maybe they haven't in the past, and uh, just get a chance to go see some different areas, different places, and uh, spread the word that South Georgia has some good basketball down here. And lastly, my last question, you probably, you probably just answered it right there, but what really made 
you to join the Sportle Showcase because December 8th, you're going to be playing against Franklin County, but you're a team that's on the rise. you got one of the best players in the state behind us, fooling around and everything like that. Uh, what made you make the decision to come join us far away from home play at the Sportle Showcase December 8th? Well, I think uh, that it's just a good opportunity for our kids, for our whole program to build on in the future. Having Jaquiz has been a great thing, the attention that he gains, but it's also a rub-off effect on our entire program and the community, something they can be proud of, uh, getting our kids out and about to experience, you know, other areas. It's just going to be wonderful for us, and we, we do play good basketball around here. This is a, a great region down here in 2AA, very good region, um, competitive games, so it's good for our teams to be able to, to branch out and play in the metro area. Thank you for having us. Can't wait to see you December 8th. Portal Showcase against Franklin County. Jeff Davis, the Yellow Jackets are coming. This will conclude episode 60 of Spielin' and Dealin' the Georgia High School Basketball Podcast. As always, we'd like to thank you for listening, and we surely do hope that we see you at South Paulding High School for Sportal Showcase. As always, we can be found on Twitter at KyleSandy355, at Sandy Spiel, at Ramin Fergani. And until next time, on behalf of Kyle, this is Ramin signing off.